What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, areas of Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. I'm here to help and guide you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, distribute your podcast. Of course, add music intros, outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorship. Isn't that great? It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. Like I always say, if you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster host like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get a head start. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, USA, Canada, all of all over the world. Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the Fox Boss of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, YouTuber, creator, host with the most, the unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're rocking with the and you're rocking with the episode 64 of Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast. The review show where we go over bodies of work of music artists such as singers, rappers, TV shows, movies, you just name it. And, and welcome to the first week of June, folks. Hope you guys had a nice weekend. And I know I did. Now, listen. If you missed any previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry. I got you back. Everything is all included on the YouTube channel. So subscribe to the YouTube channel of Meticulous Vibes Podcast, where you see all the episodes that's already been previously recorded. So you can um, tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. And also leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and the topics that's being reviewed and and i will handle the rest at the end of the show now before i get into the the first segment um as far as how i'm feeling mentally physically and spiritually i say mostly i had to give, give myself a little bit of a rest though um as far as my shoulder and stuff well my shoulder's getting a little better right now as I as I speak, so it's it's getting there, man. So it's it's a day by day process for me, though. So so physically, I'm alright. Mentally, mentally, um, it's a day by day process for me. So I'm actually getting there, and spiritually, I'm hanging in there, man. So that's pretty much what it is right there man now that i got that mental health checking thing out the way hold on a second man before i even navigate to okay so the first segment that we're about to do we're going to be reviewing some classic movies today in today's episode we're going to we're going to be um discussing a music artist from harlem in a couple in a couple of minutes and we got some gaming news to get to so first and foremost we're gonna go over some classic movies starting with this one right here the chillax man cave popcorn lounge i know you guys are hungry so you might well might as well get your popcorns ready And you know how this goes. Our first classic movie we're going to be reviewing today is is a 1998 film called Woo by Jada Pickett Smith. So 
Wu is a 1998 romantic comedy film directed by Daisy V.S. Mayer and starring Jada Pickett Smith in the title role. And it also has Tommy Davidson as well. Now, Dave Chappelle, I did not know he was in this movie. I did not know that. That's crazy. And then there's Paula J. Parker and Ella Cool J, who also did In the House, of course. Um, And the budget is $13 million. I repeat, $13 million. And in the box office, it made $8,165,984. And um, let's go over the reception right here. So the film was met with negative reviews from audiences and critics. It holds a 10% fresh rating at Rotten Tomatoes based on 40 reviews with an average score of 3.53 out of 10. Derek Armstrong at All Movie, while giving positive reviews to stars Davidson and Smith's performances, stated that the script was formulaic um, and that the film in general was not much of a vehicle for its impish starlet made on a budget of 13 million dollars the film grossed eight million sixty four nine nine hundred seventy two um dollars domestically making it a box office flop it, it was however a success when when released on home video and as far as the soundtrack well well, the soundtrack containing hip-hop and R&B was released on May 5th, 1998 through Epic Records. It peaked at number 52 on the Billboard 200 and number 8 on the top R&B hip-hop albums. Man. That's crazy, man. Up next, Harlem Nights. Another classic movie. Now, hold on a minute. Someone just came in. Copycat. Copycat Fish Podcast. Thank you for joining. Um, Yes, so Harlem Nights is a 1989 American crime comedy drama film written and written, executive produced, and directed by Eddie Murphy. Of course, Eddie Murphy also co-stars with Richard Pryor as a team running a nightclub in late 1930s Harlem while contending with gangsters and corrupt police officials. The film also features Michael Lerner, Danny Aiello, um, Red Fox, um, Della Reese, and Murphy's brother, Char late great Charlie Murphy. The film was released on November 17, 1989 by Paramount Pictures. And yes, um, hold on a sec. Was that it? Never mind. So, the budget was $30 million. And at the box office, it made 
95 million dollars in the box office as well that one probably did that one probably did better than woo if you ask me <laughs> Harlem Nights remains um Murphy's only directorial effort he had always wanted to direct and star in a period piece as well as work with Pryor whom he considered his greatest influence in stand-up comedy. Reviews of the film were mixed. Nonetheless, the film was a financial success, grossing $95 million against a $30 million budget. It it has since been regarded as a cult. Why y'all... All right. Listen, I'm not gonna call it a cult classic, man. I, I'm I'm really I'm really getting bothered with the whole with the word cult, man. Like, you mean tell me you can't use a different word other than cult? Like, damn! <laughs> like, come on, man. Really, really, cult? Come on, man. Y'all gotta do better than that, man. Yeah, right, cult. <laughs> man, listen. Man, this is ridiculous. Cult. Man, listen. Okay, so the box office opening in North America in mid November 1989. The film debuted at number one its opening weekend. It grossed 16 million ninety-six thousand eight hundred eight dollars um from two thousand one hundred and eighty screens during those three first days setting a record pre-holiday fall opening and would go on to collect a total of 60 million eight hundred eighty eight hundred sixty four rather um thousand eight hundred and seventy dollars domestically at the box office yes um despite a fair gross the film was considered a box office disappointment by the studio um earning roughly half of murphy's earlier box office success coming to america and Beverly hills cop 2 from the previous two years critical response on rotten tomatoes the film has an approval rating of 23 percent based on um reviews from 35 critics with an average score of 3.9 out of 10. The site's consensus states an all-star comedy lineup is wasted on a paper-thin plot and painfully clunky dialogue. Michael uh, Wilmington noted in the Los Angeles Times that the production design lacks glitter. The The movie also lacks the Harlem outside the godly gangland environs the poverty filth pain humanity humor and danger that feeds these mobsters fantasies both gene cisco and roger ebert panned the film it was um featured on their worst of 1989 review show with cisco stating that it was a racist sexist and badly directed and Ebert agreeing with him, also adding that they thought Murphy was directing a film to call himself a director. Oh my gosh. 
movie theater shooting controversy. So on November 17, 1989, two men were shot and killed inside AMC Americana 8 Theater in the Detroit suburb of Southfield, um, Michigan. According to witnesses quoted in the Detroit Free Press, the shooting happened on opening night taking place during a shooting spree in the film's opening. A 22-year-old woman who panicked and ran into traffic was in critical condition two days later at the city's Providence Hospital. Her name was withheld by police. Less than an hour after the shooting, the police arrived at the theater to find a 24-year-old Detroit man who had shot at an officer. The gunman was wounded when the officer shot him back in the theater parking lot. The incident caused the theater chain to cancel show, showings of um, Harlem Nights. One resident of the area, um, Deshauna Watson, said, There were so many people in the theater and there was so much going on, they stopped the movie three times. Jeez. That's crazy. Later that night, brawlers were ejected from a sacramental theater showing Harlem Nights. Their feud continued in the parking lot and ended with gunshots. Two 24-year-old men were seriously injured. An hour later, Mike Marcel Thompson, age 17, was fatally shot in a similar fight at a theater in Richmond, California. When police stopped and um, police stopped the projection of Harlem Nights to find suspects, an hour-long riot erupted in boston mayor raymond flynn saw so many fist fights taking place in a crowd leaving harlem nights that he at first threatened to close the theater down but decided to tighten police security at the theater flynn blamed um, the film for the riot, stating that it glorifies violence. Um, however, Raymond Howard, a lieutenant of the Richmond Police um, Department, defended the film, saying there's nothing wrong with the show. But this tells me something about the nature of kids who are going to see these shows. And he said, in quotes, if, there, if there's a fight at McDonald's, what what does that have to do with the McDonald's? If there's a fight at Giant Stadium, are you going to blame the Giants? Of course not. It's not about the Eddie Murphy movie. Bob Watch, Eddie Murphy's manager at the time on the movie theater incidents um, December 4th, 1989. Now, it the crazy part is, oh my gosh. So the shit ended up winning worst picture which is crazy and <laughs> and i have to say it's, it's probably probably a um a bomb golden raspberry award worst screenplay <laughs> eddie murphy god damn <laughs> Oh, 
Academy Award for Best Costume Design, um, Joe I. Tompkins. Golden Raspberry, Ra excuse me, Raspberry Award, Worst Director, Eddie Murphy. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. Up next, we got another classic, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is a 1997 American crime film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino and starring Pam Greer in the title role, along with Samuel Jackson, who did um, a previous film, Pulp Fiction and, and other movies. Um, Robert Forster, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, and Robert De Niro, De Niro in supporting roles. An adaptation of Elmore's Elmore Leonard's 1992 novel *Rum Punch*. The film pays homage to 1970s black exploitation films, particularly the films *Coffee* (1973) and *Foxy Brown*. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Brooklyn rapper, folks. <laughs> 1974, both of which also starred Greer in the title roles. As, as Tarantino's third directorial um, effort following Reservoir Dogs, 1982, and of course, um, obviously Pulp Fiction, 1984. It is the only feature-length film that Tarantino has adapted from a previous work. And yes... And the budget was $12 million. And at the box office, it made $74.7 million. As neither Greer nor Forster, both veteran actors had performed a leading role in many years, this film revitalized their careers, earning Forster a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor and Golden Globe Award nominations for Jackson and Greer. Um, released on December 25th, Christmas Day, 1997, the film itself received generally positive reviews from critics and grossed $74 million worldwide. All right. Let's go over the recep the the reception. Okay, according to the review review ag aggregation website, Rotten Tomatoes um, gives it an approval rating of eighty seven percent based on eighty four reviews and an average rating of seven point five out of ten. The site's consensus is, although somewhat lack a lack a basical, and pace, Jackie Brown proves to be an effective star vehicle for Pan Greer while offering the usual Tarantino wit and charm. Metacritic gives the film a 64 out of 100 on 23 critic reviews, indicating generally favorable reviews. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of B on an 
a plus two F scale. Of course, Roger Ebert uh, rated the film four out of five. No, excuse me, four out of four stars, writing that Tarantino leaves the hardest questions for last, hides his movies, conceals his strategies in plain view, and gives his characters dialogue that is alive, authentic, and spontaneous. He also ranked the film as one of his favorites of 1997. Movie critic um, Mark um, Kermode for BBC Radio 5 Live lists Jackie Brown as his favorite film by Quentin Tarantino. Samuel Jackson, who appears frequently in Tarantino's films, named his character Ordell Ro of, of Ordell Robbie as one of his favorite roles. The box office. The, the film grossed $39.7 million in the United States and Canada and $35.1 million in other territories for a total gross of $74.7 million against a, a budget of $12 million. In its opening weekend, the film grossed $9.3 million, finishing fifth at the box office. <laughs> damn. So the controversy. Oh, damn. Really? I don't even know why I want to see. <sighs> okay. All right. So Jackie Brown has attracted criticism for its heavy utterance of the racial slur. Um, um. racial slur um the n-word yeah the word is used 38 times through throughout the film which was the most in any tarantino movie at the time of release until django unchained 2012 and the hateful eight 2015 during an interview with um um manola manola dargis Tarantino is quoted as saying the, the minute any word has that much power, as far as I'm concerned, everyone on the planet should scream, scream it. No word deserves that much power. This uses, uses elicited comments from director Spike Lee. And the problem with Jackie Brown Lee said, I will say it again and again. I have a definite problem with Quint. Quentin Tarantino's excessive use of the N-word. Lee later commented, I'm not against the word, and I use it, but not excessively. And some people speak that way. But Quentin is infatuated with that word. What does he want to be made? An, honor an honorary Black man. And he uses it in all his film, his pictures. Pulp, Fish, Pulp Fiction, and Reservoir Dogs. I want Quentin to know that all African Americans do not think that the word is trendy or slick. Lee even went as far as to address his concerns around the extensive inclusion of the word with the film's producers, Harvey Weinstein and Lawrence Bender. Film critic um, Pascal Sawyers 
also found issue with the repetition of the word. Sawyer says, in quote, I wouldn't necessarily align myself with Spike Lee, but I do have some reservations about a film of this kind coming out at this time. It seems to me there's a kind of culture vulture feel to it. I'm concerned about the whole black exploitation thing. Um, Hollywood is a dream factory, but it was Hollywood that created some of the most negative images of black people, which had major effects on the way we were perceived around the world. He concludes by stating that Tarantino's use of the word devalues the word and the word has a lot of significance. Um, Tarantino's choice to use the word was defended by actor um, Samuel Jackson, who plays the role of Odell Robbie. Did they have another name to call the black um, people they were talking about at the time? Jackson asked. He goes to say, if you're going to deal with the language of the time, you deal with the language of the time. And that was the language of the time. I grew I grew up in the South. I heard I heard the N-word all my life. I'm not disturbed by it. Now we go to the awards. Greer and Jackson were nominated for Golden Globe Awards. Um, and this is for and Greer for Best Actress, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, and Jackson for Best Actor, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Forster was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. The film was also um, nominated for the prestigious Grand Prix of the Belgian Syndicate of Cinema Critics. In 2008, the film was selected by Empire Magazine as one of the 500 greatest movies of all time, ranking it at ranking it in at number 215. At the 48th Berlin International Film Awards, Jackson won the Silver Bear <laughs> for Best Actor <laughs> Award. Um, so. Academy Award, March 23rd, 1998, Best Supporting Actor, um, Robert Forster, um, Best Best Adapted Screenplay, um, Quentin Tarantino, Best Actress, Pam Greer, um, Awards, Circuits, Community Awards, Third C, Third A, Double CA's um, Supporting Best Supporting Actor, Robert Forster. Best Film Editing, Sally Menke. Honorable mentions the next 10 Best Picture Contenders. Um, <laughs> oh, so the Berlin International Film Festival, February 11 to the 22nd, 1988. Um, Golden, Golden Berlin Bear, Quentin Tarantino, all got nominations. So the Silver Bear for Best Actor. <laughs> Samuel Jackson won that one. Oh, man. <laughs> Chicago Film Critics Association, uh, March 1st, 1988. Um, best 
Actress Pan Greer got a nomination. Best Supporting Actor, Robert Forster. And to the Golden Globe Awards. Um, January 18, 1998. Best Actor, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Samuel Jackson. Best Actress, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, Pam Greer. Got nominations. The Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards, 32nd KCFCC Awards. Best Supporting Actor, Robert Forster, won that award. The Saturn Awards, 24th Saturn Awards, Best Actress, Pam Greer. Best Supporting Actor, Robert Forster. And the Screen Actors Guild Award, 19, March 8th, 1998. Outstanding performance by a female um, actor in a leading role. Pan Greer got a nomination. So there you go right there. And the soundtrack album for Jackie Brown, entitled Jackie Brown Music from the Miramax Motion Picture, was released on December 9th, 1997. Songs by a variety of artists heard, excuse me, are heard throughout the film, including the Delphonics. La La Means I Love You, and Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time, Bill Withers. Who is he? The Grassroots, Midnight Confessions, Johnny Cash's Tennessee Stud, Bloodstone's Natural High, and Foxy Brown's Holy Matrimony, Married to the Firm. There are several songs included that were featured in black exploitation films as well, including Bobby Womack's Across 110th Street from the film of the same name and Pan Greer's Longtime Woman from her 1971 film, The Big Doll House. The original soundtrack also features separate tracks with dialogue from the film, Instead of using a new film score, Tarantino incorporated Roy Ayer's funk score from the film Coffee. A number of songs used in the film do not appear on the soundtrack, such as uh, Sissy Strut, The the Meters. <laughs> and, P- and piano impromptu Dick Walters. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hold on. Okay, wherever you are. Um, all right. <laughs> okay, home media. Um, the special edition DVD released by um Biana Vista in 2002 includes in Introduction from Tarantino, an hour-long retrospective interview, a subtitle trivia track, and soundtrack chapter selection, a half-hour-long making-of documentary, um, how it went down. The entire Chicks, <laughs> Chicks Who Love Guns video as seen in the in the film, main deleted and alternate scenes, including an alternate opening 
um, title sequence, Cisco and Ebert's review, Jackie Brown appearances on MTV, TV spots and theatrical trailers, written reviews and articles, and f f um, filmographies. And over an hour of trailers for Pan Greer and Robert Foster films dating from the 1960s onwards. The box also includes a mini poster of the film, similar to the one above, and on the back of that, two other mini posters, one of Greer, the other of Foster, both similar to the album cover. Although the special edition DVD's back cover states that the film is presented in a 2.351 aspect ratio, it was actually shot with a 1.851 ratio. The only Tarantino directed film to date shot in such a format with the exception of his segment in the film Four Rooms. The Man from Hollywood. <laughs> on October 4th, 2011, Miramax released Jackie Brown on Blu-ray disc along with Pulp Fiction. The film is presented in 1080p HD in its original 1.851 aspect ratio with a DTS HD Master Audio 5.1 soundtrack. The disc was the result of a new licensing deal with Miramax and Lionsgate. Okay. Okay, here we go. Now, now before I even go to the uh, music Kool-Aid section, hold on a second. I want to, hold on a second. Hold on one second here. All right. Um, okay. Hang on one minute. Okay. Now, I named this episode Harlem's Finest because it has to do with the music discography of Vina Love. Now, for those of you who may not know who she is, she's the daughter of DJ Kid Capri, who's also in music as well. Now, I'm going to go, let's, let's go over some, some singles that she got out right now. So in 2016, she um, came out with Need Nobody, um, Best of Me 2017, Drip um, 2019, Dripping Water, um, K Capri Remix, um, Like It 2020, Henny V, Twisted, All Me, um, Hashtag NF NFS. Uptown options in my city. Now I did I did hit the first time I heard about her is when she came out with um in the air with air actually 
and the and the, and when I saw the video for the first time, it was very colorful and it was very colorful and and you know, and I kind of liked it. It kind of grew on me actually. So this is basically the musical laid right here. So so this is the musical laid that I'm talking about here. So there you go right here. Yeah, I am going to check out her latest single that just came out already. I didn't even know about this until until I saw this. So, um, her single is called "My City." So, I'll listen to it when um when I get off the air. Um, so there you go, right there. All right, so that was your music Kool Aid um segment that was quick. So I'm actually going to go into our last segment of the of the night. This has to do with um some gaming news that we're about to get into right about now. So so this is for the gamers out there. Um, this is the video game chamber right here. I'm going to actually um let's get into this right now, man. Of course, this is the segment about where we actually go over some games and stuff. But in this case, we have some gaming news. Now, we're going to get into some 2022 video game releases. It's coming out right now in the month of June. Let's get, we're going to get into it right now. So, there we go, right here. So, let's let this load up. And. And this is according to the Game Informer website right here. So, um, if you're wondering what games are coming up in 2022, we've put them all in one convenient location. This list will be continually updated to act as a living, breathing schedule as new dates are announced, titles are delayed, and big reveals happen. This should help you plan out your next several months in gaming and beyond. As the gaming calendar is constantly changing, we highly recommend you bookmark this page. You'll, li you'll likely find yourself coming back to this to find out the most recent release schedule for the most anticipated games across PC, consoles, handhelds, and mobile devices. If you notice that we that we've missed something, feel free to let us know. Please note that games will not get assigned to a month until they have confirmed release dates. So, um, since we in June, all right. So let's go to June. Here we go. All right. So. 
So June first, um, Stadia, um, I believe is called Lake. Let's get into what this is. What this is about, though. Um, actually, there's no synopsis for this shit, though. But, um, yeah, there's no synopsis. Um, all right, so, so we got Silt on PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, um, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch. Nintendo Switch to be exact. Um PC. Um let's look at the review. Let's take a look at the review. I know let's take a look at this. So let's see. Let's see what we got here. The impeccable graphics and thought-provoking narrative shine so brightly in this puzzle adventure title that the game's defects like the frustration. Excuse me, the frustrating lack of direction stand out in grimy, stark contrast. The moment I began playing, I was under the aquatic world's mono, um, mono, monochromatic and disquieting spell. However, the magic was continuously dispelled as I increasingly encountered imbalanced challenges and tedious objectives. Silt is undoubtedly one of the most beautiful games I've played this year. Its, it's underwater world in, is brought to life in shades of black, gray, and white. But though the color, the color palette is limited, it, it is applied masterfully inky darkness gives away to foggy gloom which is pierced by brilliant illumination the artistic visuals are meticulously detailed every feature and and figure is shaded and ornamented in ways that make me stop and admire the screen instead of moving to my next objective. One moment, I swim along an ocean floor choked with reeds. In the next, I emerge from the gapping mouth of an, of an inert, needle-fanged monstr- monstrosity, and both scenes equally demand my attention. The graphics dark and light motives also spill over wonderfully in the into uh the game's exploration of those themes i began my adventure with a few anonymous and poetic lines written across the screen they are not words of encouragement uh-oh i don't like the sound of that Not the words of encouragement. Oh, wow. Are you serious? That's not exactly what you have in mind. And that's not really something you want to hear from, from somebody who, who has an opinion on stuff. But you know how this goes. <laughs> Rather they point um the way to power with instructions, ending with the phrase, seal my fate. It's a captivating opening however more simply 
put the object of the game is to solve puzzles and defeat several watery bosses with wit rather than combat in order to bring a mysterious machine to life. Soon afterwards, um, vanished, a diver's limp silhouette appears and flickers to life as a glowing light fills the helmet. I quickly learned I could force this light from my diver's form into the body of the surrounding... Uh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, Hold on a second. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, anyway, so, yes, I quickly learned I could force this light from my diver's form into the body of the surrounding equated life, thus gaining their powers until I chose to return, um, to the humanoid swimmer. The implications of manipulating other beings to suit my purposes are um, unnerving and fascinating. And the game dives even deeper into them as it exploits one thing video games can inspire that other non-interactive forms of entertainment can't guilt. Of course, to solve the puzzles that let my swimmer move to the next objective i often have to possess the fish around me in the beginning that meant borrowing a tooth a toothy fish's fangs to cut a progress blocking rope however as the game goes i increasingly have to put the creators I control into harm's way and eventually outright sacrifice them for my greater good. Encountering a puzzle that require me to lead a school of fish into the hungry maws of carnivorous plant, I hesitate. Realizing I have no choice if I want to go on, I doom the trusting harmless cre creatures my growing suspicion that i'm not the good guy here is confirmed and i love it it's satisfying whenever developers take advantage of gaming's ability to make me the player complicit in what is happening and it's a perfect tool to draw me further into silt's mysterious and eerie plot sadly these moments of beauty and contemplation are soon mud muddied by poor design. Um, eschewing any form of HUD to leave the art uncovered makes for a stunning experience. But in this case, it also contributes to the player's confusion. Problem solving is vital in a puzzle-centric game like this, but many, many times in my playthrough, I couldn't, I just couldn't figure out what to do next. A helpful nod from the camera or an extra bit of lighting 
might have been an enormous help, but I frequently found myself floating aimless and irritated through the world for any clue as to what I should be doing. Many challenges are also tedious. For example, there's a room where I could possess a stingray-like creature with a teleportation dash I could use to fly past several predators, grab an exploding creature, and clear the dangerous path for my diver. Um, annoyingly, annoyingly, um, I had to go through the process of taking control of each stingray and destroying each predator one by one during the, doing the same things over and over before moving on. It took an aggravatingly long time and anytime I failed, which felt unearned most of the time, I needed to start it all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because of everything that is spectacular about Silk, its stunning art style, atmospheric um, environments, and pensive story, I wanted to love this game. It just wouldn't let me. Exasperating puzzles with little guidance frequently slowed my progress to a halt and left me banging my head against the wall. Even so, I still encourage my encourage players to pick up the title if for no other reason than to experience so gorgeous a game. Okay. Um Okay, we got another game that we got to go. Okay, so Um all right, so let's go to Okay, we got Card Shark um Diablo Wait, hold on. Card Shark is for Nintendo Switch PC, which came out already. Lake and Silt came out already on June 1st. Um, we have um, Card Shark, like I said, Nintendo Switch PC already came out. Diablo Immortal for I, I, iOS Android. Um, Giga Gigapocalypse, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, already came out June second. Um, Soldiers, not sure how to how they spell it though, but never mind. Okay, I get it. Soldiers. Okay, S O U L. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Oh man. Oh gotcha. 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 <laughs> okay, so we have um unexplored to the Wave Forest Legacy um for Xbox Series um X slash S PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC already came out. Spellforce 3 Reforced PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One comes out tomorrow. Um, today's June 6th. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the second 
the Sith Lords for Switch, Nintendo Switch. Um, June the 8th, Pro Cycling Manager 2022 for PC, June 9th, Tour de France 2022, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, June 9th. Demon Slayer um, for Switch comes out June the 10th. Mario Strikers Battle League Nintendo Switch June the 10th. The Quarry PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X slash S PlayStation 4 Xbox One PC June 10th. Um, Red Out Red Out 2 PlayStation 5, Xbox um, Series, X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC comes out June 16th. Um, Starship Troopers, Terran Command, for PC, June 16th. Um, Fall Guys, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, X slash S, Xbox One, um, Nintendo Switch, June 27th. Um, not June 27th, June 21st, sorry. Um, yeah, June 21st, June 21st. Wreckfest, Nintendo Switch, June 21st. Deliver Us the Moon, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, June 23rd. And also Sonic Origins. Sonic Origins comes out on June 23rd for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC, June 23rd. Don't miss it. Um, And also, Capcom Fighting Collection, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, Nintendo Switch, and PC comes out June 24th. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes for Nintendo Switch June 24th. Madison for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S. PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC June 24th. Um, this Gaia. Six complete PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC, June 28th, DNF Duo, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC, June 28th, Escape Academy, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, June 28th, Phobia, Saint Din, I don't know what that is, but anyway. Um, for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, X slash S. Um, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, June 28th. That's Phobia St. Um, Diffna Hotel. Also coming out on June 28th is MX versus ATV Legends. For PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, X slash S. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, June 28th. 
Outriders, World Slayer, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC June 30th. All right. You you are more than welcome to actually go to the website of GameInformer.com. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it's GameInformer.com. Yeah, GameInformer. Yeah, you can look up the reviews yourself. I welcome anybody to read read the reviews. So you can go ahead and do that. Now, um, I will go over the rest of the games that's coming out for July in a future episode due to time constraints. So let's take a look here. Um, Wait, hold on. Actually, I do have a little bit. I hold on. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go with it, though. Um, hold on. Should I do that? Listen. All right. So I think I got a little time to go over an hour and stuff. So let's get into this. So for July, um, match point tennis championships. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch PC, July 7th. Um, yeah, July 7th is when it's going to come out. Um, Arcade, oh, wait, hold on. Arcade, Arcade, wait, hold on. Arcade. Arcade, man, never mind, never mind, never mind that. Arcade getting, arcade getting, arcade getting. All right. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, um, Xbox One, PC comes out July 8th. Um, Clonoa Fantasy. Um, Reverie series, um, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, and PC comes out July 8th. Eyes in the Dark, the curious case of one Victoria Bloom, comes out July 14th for PC. Endling, Extinction is Forever for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch PC comes out July 19th. Stray for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC comes out also July 19th. Wayward Strand for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch PC comes out July 21st. Um. Um, live alive for Nintendo Switch July 22nd. Lost Epic for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC comes out July 28th. Digimon Survive for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC July 29th. And also coming out in July 29th is. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for Nintendo Switch. 
And I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna um hold off on August and um and um September for mate for probably you know future episodes and stuff. So I'm not gonna really do all that. So I'll save July and August and stuff for um a future episode. So there you go, right there. And I think it went over an hour, so I think this is gonna do it. That's gonna do it. That's gonna do it for this episode right here, man. For um meticulous vibe juice podcast review show episode 64, Harlem's finest, dedicated to um Vena Love, of course. Um, you like what you heard in today's episode. Please feel free to show some love by making a charitable donation to my cash app, which is G Money X um 555. That's Dallas on Capital G, lowercase M O N E Y, capital S, lowercase T A C K Z, 555. Once again, it's not about breaking the bank, it's all about doing the best you can on, on whatever amount of money you are comfortable donating will be appreciated. All right, no need to stress yourself out on this. All right, anyway, man. Um, yeah, I haven't done this segment in a long time. So I'm actually going to um I'm actually gonna do I haven't done this segment in a long time. So let's get to podcast free game mechanisms, shall we? Um I'm gonna play a different one actually. Hold on a second. Yeah, let's play this. All right. Um, all right. So podcast free game mechanisms, man. The segment where I give you free game on how to start a podcast or whatever, like I'm doing right now with three shows underneath my belt. As you can see, yes, I'm doing three. And, you know, some, you know, of course, some people are going to doubt me, but, you know, I don't care at this point because you know what? I'm creating content for everybody to listen. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so so the first thing first thing I'm going to inform you in terms of the equipment that you need to start a podcast. So so first I want to say this though. You don't necessarily need a fancy a, rec- a fancy um, recording studio to actually, you know, create podcast episodes and stuff. I mean, it's not necessarily mandatory. It may, it may work for some people, but, but not everybody's going to actually do, um, recording studios. Not everybody. All you need is some key important ingredients right here. First and foremost, you need some headphones. You also need a microphone, like I'm using right now, which is the Avoxcon A800, which can be found at any of your local stores. Like you have, you have, um, you have Best Buy, you have Target, you have um, Amazon. It's also Walmart. 
Um, it doesn't have to be anything too expensive. Um, it could be something very simple. And you also need a laptop. I know most of you may have laptops right now. So if you have a laptop, then you're good to go. So that way you'll be able to plug in your microphone. So there you go right there. And um, and for the most important part is um, you need a supporting software, which is which um, I'm going to recommend um, StreamYard for you guys out there that don't know. Um, it's one of the softwares that I use to connect my YouTube channels of my um, of my uh, weekly podcast um, episodes. And um, and what you do is um, you create you first create an account. You can either put your email address or you could put um, the podcast email address on there. Um, either way, it's optional. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, and after you um, after you put in your email or your podcast email address on there, um, the people from StreamYard is going to send you an email with um six numbers which is going to be your login code you know what i'm saying your login code so after you copy your login code of the six numbers all you need to do is paste it to the area space and then after you paste it to that one particular rectangular space you are going to um, see, um, get login. You, you're gonna see login. So once you log in, um, you should be good to go on trying to set up your own streaming schedule. Depending on which days of the week you're trying to do things, um, you sh you should be good to go. All right. So there, so there you go, right there though. And also, um, I want to put you on to to um. A hosting site that I'm using. The hosting site that I'm using is um Anchor. Um, for those of you who may not know what that is, Anchor is a hosting site slash um phone app that I use to put my podcast shows on there. My three podcast shows that I use, and um, and yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. And what I like about Anchor is that they don't, they don't, um, they don't own your shows. They don't own your content. They, they allow you to own your content and have creative control. And that's what I like about Anchor: creative control, creative freedom. You know what I'm saying? It, and I and I say this because, and I say this because, you know. And I say this all the time. I didn't start all of this to be under a, a contract. I started this because I needed a, I needed a skill in something, and and this is what I've been doing for the past couple months, and it's already been a year since I've been doing this. Um, for my first podcast, it's been a year. 
This one right here and the other podcast I'm going to be doing is going to make their one year anniversary. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, you know, like I said before, not all money is good money. Same way, not all contracts are good contracts. And that's basically what I'm saying, man. Like, I don't want to be caught up with, like, you know, being a seller over money. You know what I'm saying? That's just not me. I got my, you know, I got my wins. I got my um, wins, whys, what, all that other stuff. So, so there you go right there. <clears throat> and those are the keys and, and ingredients to starting a podcast. Now, if you, now, if you have a unique name of your podcast, don't worry about other people not liking it at first. You just go with the flow. If it's part of who you are as a person and, and if it makes sense to you, then go for it. Don't worry about other people. I know I'm trying not to, <laughs> but you know, the shit that I have to fucking explain, but you know, anyway, man. So that was your free game podcast. That was your podcast free game mechanism segment right there. Now, the very last thing we're going to go to is hang on a second. Let me get this. Let me get this queued up. It is stream choices on the go. You know what to do. Go, go um, follow the show meticulous vibe juice podcast on Instagram. And, and of course my other podcast show, um, of course, excellent fun, vibrant podcast you also have Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast. And of course, you can follow me on the gram, which is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Um, and of course, turn on your notifications so you can see me in action. And also, if you have any comments and thoughts and stuff, you can comment in the Instagram live feed that I'm using, which is the Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast page. And on and from and also and also um you know if you have any thoughts of course do the same in YouTube right here that I'm using right now so there you go um anyway so I'm gonna inform you where you can follow where you can actually look up the show of where you can listen to. So here you go right there. And hang on a second here. This see somebody come in. Um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um anyway. Um so where you can listen to the episodes you ask. Um I got y'all. First and foremost, you can leave them. You can leave a 
you can leave a message on Anchor about your thoughts and talks on the topics that was um being reviewed the, the music artists if you have any music artist ideas on on who i should who i should review and stuff as far as the discography and stuff like that i'll be glad to do that but don't give me no corny musicians man because i'm i don't do corny musicians on here man you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't do corny musicians right here man i'm just i'm just keeping keep I'm I'm keeping the I'm keeping this shit really fucking real here, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway, and speaking of Anchor, you can also listen to the episodes on Anchor. You can listen on Audible. There's there's Audacity, Amazon Music. We have Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, um, Listen Notes. Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Friend, Podo Polo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Pod Friend, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, Pod Friend, and of course Spotify as well and you can listen to meticulous values podcast episodes on radio public and of course iheart radio the number one app for music radio and podcasts of course that's where you can and you can also follow um my other podcast which is um which is excellent fun vibrant podcast the sports edition show and of course, my number one successful show so far off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast is reaching a second anniversary. So I can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> and of course, um, and of course, last but not least, the YouTube. You know what to do. Go ahead and make sure you grab that subscribe button and tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air via live stream. Make sure you leave a like and a comment along with the uh, episodes and topics that was being discussed. Of course, um, be sure to, um, you know, be notified on, on when the show is going to be on the air um more upcoming episodes more video content previous episodes of course be sure to um download these episodes share the episodes and of course um don't forget to don't forget to um don't forget to comment don't forget to like. Don't forget to rate. And, of course, you know, don't forget to spread the word to your friends. Um, sp spread, the, sp spread the word. Share the podcast. Share the videos. Share the episodes. Um, of course, share the podcast with your, with, your, um, with your wives, your husbands, your boyfriends, girlfriends. 
um, of course, your friends and the people that you that you are cool with at um at work and stuff. So there you go, right there. So that's gonna do it for me, man. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening, tuning in, and rocking with me on episode 64. Um Harlem's finest. And I'll see y'all next time in the next episode where we have more where we have more music, music artists to review, games to review, movies, TV shows, and hopefully, and hopefully, hopefully more content. And remember, the grind does not stop. Hard work pays off. And of course, you know, there's no shortcuts. And um and yeah. So like I said, don't let anybody ruin your goals and dreams. You want to do something that makes you happy. Not based on your parents not based on other people you know what i'm saying it's about you mentally physically and spiritually right i'm about to be out of here man thank you for listening peace and one love and have yourselves a good night
Check this out, folks. If you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple of things. I need you to go follow the show's page on Instagram, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, alongside with Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast. And you can follow me also on my primary handle on the gram, which is GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York, for more postings of each episode with the topics. Also, go to YouTube and grab the subscribe button. Enable alerts of the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live via live stream. More video content. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that will automatically be posted to the YouTube channel page. Share the videos, spread the word, be sure to download your favorite episodes, tell a friend to tell another friend, share the podcast with audio streaming platforms with your friends, and also tell us what you think about the episodes and the topics and and what you thought about the um, topics as well, and what topics you think we should talk about next to review. Um. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening to the show. Peace and one love.